Welcome to The After Pulse, a bonus episode from Mary, SJ, Jason, and PJ, your Community Pulse hosts. Here's what they're saying about this episode. If I was to pick a topic for a time like right now, this would be one of the more poignant topics. Um, I think that virtual conferences, virtual events were kind of becoming more and more of a thing, especially in the meetup space where it was getting more difficult to you know, find a sponsor, find a location. Um, things were moving out of WeWork because that is a catastrophe. Um, and it just was, you know, people weren't building office, big open office plans where you could have a meetup every night. So it, it kind of be, that kind of started to lead the way. But at the same time, like the situation of the pandemic has said, Everything has to be virtual. Let's see how it goes. And I like that we kind of started the conversation of, yes, many people are just taking things, throwing them against the wall. And like, well, that's stuck. I guess it works. Keep going that way. Um, and I mean, we learned when we did our live episode that just saying, cool, we'll do it on Zoom doesn't mean that you will have a successful event or interaction. Um, but yeah, I thought that it, I'm really glad that we brought Marjorie and Wesley on. I, th- I feel like there were two people that were really in the know because they were doing it before it was a, we have to do this they were doing it, you know, because we wanted to. And I think we, even when, cause um, going back through the show doc to the show notes and our preparation doc. Um, and I could just reading through it, I could tell this was all written kind of pre uh, lockdown or, you know, pre like this is serious lockdown. Cause uh, even I, I'm not sure when we, we decided we were going to talk about this subject and have them specifically as our guests, but um, things have changed dramatically even since then whenever that was so um are you kidding me things have changed since i ate lunch today like, I know, it's, I know. it's a little it's overwhelming surprise well no i was just say and, and um i thought we went in you know i was trying to lead us down uh what we thought was the conversation we wanted to have but it didn't feel right and it felt like we were i don't know gonna feel too rigid and sticking to questions that really i'm asking myself every every single moment is this the most important thing right now like, is this what I need to do with my time? Is this like, and, and so much of, uh, I think what all of us do for work, um, because it requires being outside of an office, because it sometimes requires being in social settings and because it just requires so like so many things that aren't what feel like work sometimes that, um, our work starts to like, I start to judge at my work, you know, like, well, this is what I like the, we were talking about, um, well, what was the thing? No, I guess it wasn't you I was talking about, but I had a tweet that went viral last week. Oh, we were maybe talking about it on Monday. And the silly thing about this whole thing is that has impacted my job positively and more so than probably a lot of the work that I actually put in throughout that whole day. I literally sat down with a glass of bourbon and crafted a tweet that got almost 7,000 likes. And that's just, you know, it's hard to plan for, I guess, when it comes to like, like being part of your work and... Uh, well, it's, anyway. it's interesting you say that though, because you know the the article that kicked off the last episode about DevRel versus Dev Marketing, I had no intent. Like I was kind of doing a "let me get this off my chest" kind of thing. Like I have this knowledge, I know these things. Let me share it. I don't care if anybody else reads it, but I need to write it down. And the next thing I knew, like you're saying, I've got you know eight thousand tweets about it, and people are sending me emails like. Oh, you said and job offers, which was completely bizarre. Um, and it was it was interesting to me that it's it's always interesting to me when when you do something socially in an online forum and it 
in some way when as soon as you do that it's not yours anymore um and it's something we didn't really touch on in the episode but when you put something out there publicly because especially right now because you don't know people are reacting to things very differently um but even before you don't know how people are going to react to a thing but now that we have to put these things online if you want the interactions you have to put them online you're making them a communal thing yeah that's interesting because we actually talked about how um the challenge with online events is that it's so ephemeral and that once we close the channels, they're closed and we're trying to refer people to more or to less ephemeral channels, even though, you know, we could both all talk about how Slack and Twitter are but how many, extremely how many ephemeral. How many Slack but, channels do you have that you still go back and check in after a yeah, while? Yeah, so, I, but the fact is like, it's on the record. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it's interesting. And when you compare it to the true sort of like, here and now moment of a of an, an event i guess when somebody says something really impactful to you at an event it sticks with you too and you keep talking about it so maybe it's yeah. maybe it's similar. sure I don't know. I'm just, well, just where i was going with that is i felt i felt good that we were able to adjust on the fly our conversation and, and it felt very timely and i i feel like we got some good knowledge out of both of our guests totally. definitely but when marjorie said that she had hosted a forty thousand person virtual conference i was like why am I even asking this question? <laughs> like, this is clearly doable if you're dealing with people who know how to do something like that, right? Um, so and that's I, why we bring the experts in. I was going to say that's you know that's kind of yeah. why we decided to bring on people who are specifically community managers. Like they, this is then their role for, you know, this is what they focus on, what they do. They don't necessarily, um, you know, have a lot of the. Um, surprise and shock about what a, what a number is. What's a good number for how many people you can get to an attendee? I don't know. I've never tried to do one, right? So, um, yeah, and I think that's where uh, I was just as shocked as you were on that number. Yeah, um, I was inspired as well. But it's good news. Yeah, it's like really good yeah. news that these can be done. And once again, hey, DevRel, let's not all reinvent the wheel. Let's like look around and see who else has been doing this stuff for years. I shouldn't say DevRel, like Software engineers in general, we like to reinvent the wheel. Make me hate tech. Yeah, um, but maybe we should look outside and even into other industries. And, and uh, except yeah, for I'm, the wheel industry, I feel like they're doing a great job. <laughs> we'll just. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Re- I'm not even editing that out. Yeah. They better not reinvent it, though. <laughs> or but I mean, don't know. they essentially? Was spinning rims not essentially reinventing the, the wheel? Circle feel about this, but it's thing. still okay. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but to to go back for a moment to what SJ was saying there about the ephemeral nature of things, and it's interesting because I had, I had this conversation with someone who worked at Twitter uh, four or five years ago. So not even at the beginning of Twitter, but the whole idea that would, the whole point of Twitter was to be ephemeral. You know, it's not it's not it's not a book. It's not even a blog post, even though it was, for those of us who remember, a microblogging site. I was just going to say a microblogging site. Um, yeah. the, the whole idea was, here's an idea. Blew, I said something. There it is. Eh. And I mean, I still, I still adhere to the, unless something's grace, gravely misspelled, I will not delete a tweet. Um, but at the same time, I also know that if I wanted to look back and see what I tweeted, let's just say yesterday, I would have to scroll for a long time. Because I say a lot of crap on Twitter, which is fine. Um, I've, I've got feelings and I'm angry. Um, but in all seriousness, like it was never meant to be, but I, I remember even people saying like, you know, Oh, blog posts are ephemeral. If you want people to take your ideas seriously, you have to write a book. 
And it's like, okay, we, no. Um, I, I remember when I was working at Engine Yard, to this day, to my knowledge, there's one blog post that blows away all their blog posts. And it was written in 2011 and it's about Nginx rewrites. Because even in the world of Kubernetes, Nginx rewrites are important. And they haven't changed that much through the years. So that's still their number one gets a thousand hits a month blog post. And that tells me that no, I mean, having an attitude towards something being ephemeral may not necessarily be the case. There's no reason to believe that an in real life conference isn't ephemeral or is any less ephemeral than a virtual event. Because we filter and sort through things no matter what, right? Whether mm -hmm. that's through the algorithm or through our own brains and what we decide to tell people, our own personal human algorithms, I guess. Um, it's just, I guess the powerful stuff sticks. Or I mean, maybe that's not so true if you look at the kinds of tweets that go viral on Twitter, except Jason's, which I'm sure was a fantastic tweet. Um, but <laughs> pretty average to but me. But yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, Stuff that sticks tends to spread. Exactly. That sounds gross. <laughs> in in the current world, that does sound a little bit nasty. Yeah. Um. But 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 it's true. I mean, if you really look at you know different movements in tech, Jason and I have been very heavily part of the DevOps world for a while now. And if you look at ten years ago, it happened to be that these two guys gave a talk, Patrick Dubois and Andrew Clay Schaefer and other people thought it was a good idea. They didn't necessarily like, you know, say, all right, we're gonna go up on stage, we're gonna blow their minds, this thing's gonna be something that lasts for the next 10 to 15 years. I'm pretty sure that wasn't their intention. They were like, we've got this idea, let's talk about it. Um, and now, you know, here we are 11 years later and we're still talking about it. So that, that shows that while intention may not always lead to what you expect, it can often, you know, have a very positive effect that lasts a very long time. An ephemeral and thing opposite. is only as a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just because you build it doesn't mean they'll come. Mm -hmm. That's a baseball reference. I mean, the ephemeral part is, is, uh, I think it's got as good, good parts to it. It's pluses and minuses. Like, like you just said, you know, you go to an event, like, it's not like there's a, a chat board that just follows you around for the every every interaction that's happening there. I mean, maybe there's a back channel on Slack or something. There's but, a Black Mirror episode like that, but yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. like they're they're yeah, yeah. that's a whole um, other checkout. But you folks. come yeah. home, you come home with this like experience, you know. And and of the uh, 200 talks you could have gone to, you went to these 10 or less, and then walking out of those, you had an experience through interactions with other people and you, you maybe you went up to lunch and you're waiting in line and Hey, did you just check out that talk from PJ? What'd you think? And you just, there's just all, you know, there's this other aspect that I think I can't stop thinking about how to create and it's not in chat and it's not in some, uh, you know, um, website that sticks around as like the artifact. It's maybe this uh, is the, uh, the advent. This is the advent of second life, <laughs> um, which was a weird online yeah. personality game. It was like the Sims, but you created all, no. persona that you controlled <laughs> maybe but that's that's, 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 a, that's a reference don't look it up don't means, look it up you know because i think if you're just a passive um consumer of this stuff it's just so easy to, to just dismiss it and it needs to be something that's not as you're not just sitting in a chair watching and listening i wonder if in the short term though this is like one of the sacrifices that we have to kind of look at and realistically assess that, you know, right now there's 
even less mind share access to mind share than there was before all of this pandemic stuff like and people are throwing all these events at us and trying to get us engaged and trying to recreate the hall hallway track or the the lunch line you know and like maybe it's just that we we keep our focus down like the two areas of focus that we're looking at for events at hubspot uh whether it be you know actually not necessarily just the word events but just community right now is like enablement and resource sharing so folks can like make their businesses better or keep their businesses going or hold on to their careers and community so how can we connect each other uh, connect folks together well i think this yeah what you just said made me realize this is probably in some cases going to surface some poor uh like objectives kpis and stuff because if you're, if suddenly your business is changing the way it does things and it's, uh, uh, you know, it needs, it's like forcing the, the DevRel team or the events team or whoever to just do all these events and do all these events, then it feels to me without any kind of context or, or information, it feels to me that the, the sales pipeline is drying up and that's, that's how they got them. And they don't know any other way. They, they, they relied on someone else to get them those leads and, uh, you know, if so, like, how are we going to get those leads is really the question, not please put on an event. An event that in that way is one thing. An event in the new thing is something completely different. And to just think right. that leads are leads and eyeballs are eyeballs and experience is experience as though an event is an event, that's just, that's backwards. Crazy. Right. I, I think, I think it also speaks to, and we saw this at the, at the very beginning of all this, several large scale events canceled with no reopening in the foreseeable future. And um, while I'm sorry for the people that may have lost their jobs, or the, 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 the issue that I have with that is in some ways, some of these events were getting too large. They were getting impersonal. They were getting to be not events about technology or developers or communities. They were about sales and making money and sponsorships. And those events, I felt even before all of this crazy stuff of, not leaving the house for two months started to happen. They weren't showing value to my communities. Um, and for a lot of my clients, I was like, I was like, say, listen, you're interested in X event. It's going to cost you 20 grand to put up a four by four booth to watch a bunch of other salespeople walk past you. I don't think it's worth your time. Um, and seeing that, you know, you have to find that balance of maybe, maybe in some ways this, this big occurrence is a good colander to kind of sift out, um, I'm clearly getting close to dinner time because I'm thinking about colanders. <laughs> kind of sift out the things that weren't working to begin with. Like Jason, you're saying maybe the sales side never should have been so reliant on DevRel. Um, if you're seeing because of a lack of events, a lack in sales, well, that means you weren't really doing very, very well in the first place. Maybe these sales folks shouldn't have been dependent upon others to, to, to kind of do their work for them. And that's harsh to say, but at the same time, I'm watching a lot of our friends in DevRel get let go. Wouldn't say I'd do the work for them, but like the the formula was, you create an event, and there's leads that get captured, and those go into marketing qualified leads. Those turn into sales leads. Those turn into paying customers. Sure. So, but but if you're relying on the DevRel team, and then the events go away, and you say, well, we'll just get rid of the DevRel team. Well, what are those people who are at the other end of that funnel? What the hell are they changing that's making the world a better place? You know, how are they fostering the community to turn them into market qualified leads and paying customers? I also, I got to say, like, just I've, if you're viewing events, depending on the event itself, 
and what it is. But if you're viewing community and DevRel events as like lead opportunities, I think that's already pandemic or no pandemic an extremely slippery slope and really tricky um, just because. And it's totally, it, you're totally right. I think a lot of times it's hard for people to distinguish a conference from a community event or any other. Absolutely. Yeah. And Especially they, if you see the same people, you know, like what's the difference? Yeah. A conference is, you know, a gathering of people, you know, with some sort of shared purpose that is, you know, a community event, whether or not there's a high rate of, uh, you know, booths and marketing and whatever. Whether the ticket costs, like, you know, $5 or $500. It's yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's right now more than ever about, um, you know, adding value before extracting value. Like we've had to cut costs on a lot of our, um, you know, uh, starter prices for HubSpot packages. And, you know, that's us. We're taking a hit on that, but that's giving folks more tools that they need right away um, to scale their businesses. And, you know, the ways that we can think about that from a community perspective, like, I think that's one thing we should always be thinking about, but probably needing to lean into giving even more access to resources and tools and community than, you know, maybe we have in the past, uh, especially at this really tricky time. I think that's a, I think that makes sense. And I think that's a good place to end this after pulse. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and hopefully we'll be in healthier times next time you're listening. Yep. See you. Take care all stay safe as they say. Stay safe, stay home. And I also say, yes, stay home. You've been listening to The After Pulse. To find out more or to check out past episodes, go to communitypulse.io or look for Community Pulse wherever you get your podcast. The After Pulse is hosted by Mary Thangval at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. SJ Morris at Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter. Jason Hand at Jason Hand on Twitter. And PJ Haggerty at Asplenic on Twitter. You can find Community Pulse on Twitter at, at Community underscore Pulse. Thanks for listening.